Howdy there, my fellow distanced fellows. This is Peyton Zignego here with COVID Operation to bring you your daily dose of cheer. Well, it is Thursday, so happy Thursday. I thought it was funny today. I went to start and do my usual intro, and I suddenly had a realization that I forgot what it was because I've just been doing it based off of memory, you know, and I, it's like muscle memory at this point. Like I hit click on the record button and then I just start talking and it comes out. But when I consciously tried to figure out what it was, I couldn't remember. It was really weird. Like I stared at my reflection in my computer screen and I was like, what, what do I say? It took me a couple minutes before I realized that I should just start and then it would come back to me and it did. I just hit the record button and got right to it and immediately remembered exactly what it was, but not consciously. Which I just thought it was weird that I could say something like almost 65 times and not be able to tell you exactly what it was right away. Uh, Similarly, I forgot how to spell my own name one time at the library. Like, of course, I know my name and I know how to spell it. I do it almost every day when I have to write things, but for some reason she asked me what my name was and instead of just letting my subconscious just rattle it out, for some reason I switched into that conscious and had to think about it and I totally blanked and I stared at her and I was like, I don't remember. And it was so weird and I didn't enjoy it at all, of course, because of course I'm standing there with my class behind me as they're trying to check out their books and I'm trying to remember how to spell my own last name. It came to me. I just had to slip back in that sort of subconscious thought thing. I don't know if that's really the correct term for it, but I just had to not think about it because I sort of have a rhythm when I spell my name, as I think most people do. Just, you know, I don't know. It just sort of is how it happens. Yeah, so I just had to forget about not knowing how to spell my name and not think about it. And then it worked. I'd beyond me. I'm not a psychologist or anything, but just a weird trick of the mind that happens sometimes. The things I do all the time, I'll forget. I'm so used to saying them that it's just sort of muscle memory and not really a thought anymore. Now, to be honest, the one thing I will never forget is the look on the librarian's face as she sort of realized with terror that I was struggling to remember how to spell my last name. I don't know what was going through her head, and hopefully I will never know, but it was an interesting experience, to say the least. I think she took pity on me, and also maybe thought that I'd left my brain in the classroom, which is fair. Hopefully that doesn't happen again. The good news is there is at least one thing that I understand and remember how to do, and that is working with character creation and conceptualization. And hey, look at that, that's the topic of today's episode for Tips of the Trade with Tapioca, the character episode. Ooh. You know, I could actually edit in sound effects, but but I, I think for authenticity's sake, I'll just do my own and keep those in. So there you go. I hope you enjoyed that. But, you know, anyway, it's time to talk about characters and stories and how they fit into them. I found it strange that as someone who practices character creation and does a lot of concept art and what have you in my spare time that I haven't talked about this before, but I suppose it just never occurred to me for some reason, so I'm doing it now. So when I get started, I think about the basics for the world that I've set up or the setting, whatever it may be. 
typically for fun when I'm just making characters to maybe write little blurbs about or to draw design. I'll start with a more fantasy, fantastical setting just because I think it's fun to design characters that would fit into that. And I just sort of think to myself, you know, the basics of this world, like, okay, it's like a wizard world where, you know, there's magic and dragons and, you know, fae people and whatever. And just kind of loosely saying, yep, these are things that exist in the world. So these are aspects that I can work with and play with, but I can also mold to my will later down the line. So now that I've got the basics for the world down, I can get started with characters, which is, you know, my favorite part. So the first question I'll ask myself typically is, where do I want this person to fit into the story? And what role do I want them to play? Now, this is a very open-ended question because it is meant to get you started with thinking of the story and the, you know, overarching plot if it's going to have one, you know, if you're making this for like a a book or a short story, which is a little bit different than if you're doing it, you know, for funsies where it's just sort of like, I just want to draw some characters and different for whatever. But assuming these characters are going to fit into some sort of overarching plot or there's more going on in the world, you know, then that's a good question to start with is what role do I want this character to fill? What role do they play in the world? How are they important? You know, that sort of thing. And from there, it'll sort of build itself out of the world. So say you have this fantasy land, whatever, and you've got this general idea because, oh, it's a fantasy land and maybe there's a war going on between two factions of a society. So you've got that as your sort of basis for where you're going to put characters into. And then you're like, okay, so what role do I need a character to serve here? And then from there, you may think about having an ambassador who wants to go from one empire to the other to maybe help solve the fighting. All right, so now you've got that idea. So from there, it's important to ask yourself questions like, what is the motivation behind this character? What does their society look like and the place that they're coming from? What background do they have? Are they a poor farmer who went to the capital to become a more successful person to support their family? Are they a noble who has always been interested in doing ambassador work? And then what sort of heritage do they have? What are they connected to with the people? If it's a fantasy story, you can focus more on what their relationship is with perhaps the magic of the world. Or in this setting, what's their relationship with their government, with perhaps the king and the other empire? What are their views on that? Now, essentially what you're going for in this first pass of questions is really identifying this character's role and perhaps even developing the start of their personality, you know, what they're like and what their views are, which is very important to any character and especially in this example. To summarize that part is you want to start by figuring out A, what place in the story you're looking to build a character from, B, what their role is, what their background is, and how they're going to fit into the story based on that information. For example, you'll have a quite different story if your ambassador for the empire is very pacifistic and comes from a farmer background that taught them that violence is never the answer and and, and peace will always win, versus a sort of rugged noble who's always been itching to sort of have a fight with this other empire because they have some deep-seated gripe with them. These are two very different characters, and it would lead to two very different stories overall. So both are filling an ambassador sort of role in the story, but because of the background that you've identified and then these core beliefs and personality traits, it leads to different options for storytelling. 
So that's sort of step one, is figuring out where you want the character and their very core, who they are at their essence. And from there, you can build up more background information, you know, who are their friends, where are they from exactly, how old are they, and then even further going into what do they look like. Now, what they look like can have more or less impact depending on the story you're telling. And, you know, if you are trying to tell a more realistic story about someone facing struggles based on race versus a story that is more about, you know, a summer romance, what they look like may have less of an impact. Another thing to consider is if you're doing like a fantasy story, this goes very deep into world building as well, but do they have magic? Are they of a certain magical race? You know, are they an elf? How does that play into things? Maybe they're like a dragonborn. How does that affect them as a character? There's lots of options and choices and questions that you can ask yourself based on what world you're looking at and what story you're aiming to tell. Some questions will be more important than others. Like in the fantasy ambassador setting, perhaps they're from a kingdom that is predominantly elves and they, and they're the only ambassador that is a human. And so they want to send this ambassador person to the other empire because it is a predominantly human empire. And so they want to have that connection there. That'll tell a very different story again than if they're, say, a lizard person. So there's lots of options for storytelling based on these questions. So after you've worked to develop their role in the story, who they are at their core, and then built up a full person, you know, with a personality and, you know, their looks and everything, you can get more into depth. There's this iceberg example that a pre-professional friend of mine has talked about before. He talks about how a character is like an iceberg and really the audience member will only see the tip of the iceberg and the rest will be hidden under the water but you need the full iceberg. You know, you as the artist and the writer need to know all this information about the character so that what does show is fully developed and has reasons for showing. So you've got your character and you've got where they fit in the story and maybe their core beliefs and whatnot, but then you need to figure out like, well, what are things that they love? What's their, what did their childhood look like? What's their relationship with their family? Do they have any friends? What's their romance situation like? Do they have any quirks or hobbies or maybe some events in their past that have shaped them? Working with a bunch of different aspects of the character to really create a fully fleshed out character. And perhaps in your story, maybe only a handful of these things will come up and maybe no one will ever need to know what their star sign is and their birthday. But you knowing that helps you answer important questions later down the line in your story, like how they'll react to certain situations. And it also will help develop the character in the future. And additionally, having a well of information about their background and things that have shaped them and really the nitty gritty of personality and and elements of them, it'll help you answer questions if you hit a sort of wall in your storytelling You know, if you come to a place where you're like, I don't know how they would react, but you can look back at the sort of characterization you've done and see, oh no, I've actually written something previously that they had this sort of similar problem as like a child, and maybe that'll play out now in this current situation in the story. So maybe the reader or listener or whatever doesn't ever get to know the full story of what happened in their past, but they get glimpses of it and they can see that you've done a lot of work with your character and you know And you know how this character works and thinks, and it's a very fully fleshed out character, and it feels a lot more real than someone who's just, like, very stale and like, oh, this is a situation. Cool. I'll just use sword. 
And that is a very jumbled example, of course, but at the basics, I hope you know what I'm getting at, is that the more questions you can answer about your character and the more information you can give yourself, the better off you'll be further down the line when working in the story. So essentially, those are the basics of character working, is figuring out your story, your world, what role you want them to play in, who they are at their core, you know, where they're from, what they're doing there, then building up who they are, what they look like, and then from there doing like, uh, what does their past look like? What does their friends look like? What are their enemies look like? Do they have any? There's lots of questions you can ask yourself and ask about the character that can help you build them up. And depending on the world you've created, you know, you can ask more intricate questions like, what is their relationship with the magic of this world? Do they have magic? Do they resent people who have magic? That's a more specific example, but, you know, the same kind of questions can apply to most worlds, I would assume. And then having that first character or first pair of characters, maybe from there, it's easier to build up other characters based upon the fleshed outness of your first characters. So let's go back to that ambassador example. You've got this ambassador who, let's say, it's a farm boy and he believes peace is always the answer. And so when he's sent out to go and stop this war, he wants to advocate for peace. So then there's the option for a sort of foil character. Maybe he's got a traveling companion who's this very brutish warrior lady and she believes that peace is not the answer and that we should in fact go to war. So the two of them then have the option to play off of each other in very interesting scenarios and generate a lot of interesting dialogue. But you wouldn't perhaps have had as good of an idea for that second character if you didn't have the first one. So really characters sort of build up together like a tree. I think you start off with that one core character, you know, who you're thinking for your perhaps protagonist spot. And then from there you get branches out of, okay, you've got this protagonist, but what does their sidekick look like? Do they have one? Or building up like, all right, here's their circle of friends and sort of seeing what what they need and what holes you can fill in the story and what other roles you need served within the story. So if you have that ambassador example, maybe then you're like, cool, there's this ambassador, but what if there's also a spy character? And then you can build up from there and continue on until you've got this full tree of a story. Now I'm realizing I've talked for quite a long time and I've given very jumbled information and it's kind of loose, but at its basics, that's how I think about character design and character creation. It's sort of a jumbled mess, but in my experience, it's sort of always been different every time I've done it. And no two ways of making a character are exactly the same. and Everyone approaches it different. And some people will totally design characters and then build a story from them. And some people will design an entire story and then make characters exclusively just to serve their overarching plot. It just depends on who you are as an artist or a writer or whatever. And that's okay. Everybody does it differently. And that leads to a lot of different and varied stories, which is very important. So, you know, that's the basics. That's how I see it. If you learn something, great. If not, email me and we can chat more about it. And maybe I'll do another episode where I go a little bit more in depth and try to explain it a bit better and not so jumbled. Uh, let me know. You know, as always, my email is Peyton, P-E-Y-T-O-N at storyarcark.org, where you can email questions, comments, or concerns. As always, questions too. Friday is tomorrow, which means that my Ask Peyton segment will be occurring then. So if you have questions, make sure to get them in by today. Or as I mean, you can email me later too, and then I'll answer them on a different Friday. Doesn't matter, you know, do however you feel. But thank you very much for listening. I appreciate it. Hope you got something out of it. If not, maybe at least you enjoyed listening to me talk. Uh, <laughs> I guess that's all I can ask. Well, I've been Peyton Zignego. This has been COVID Operation. Thank you very much for listening. Stay safe out there. I'll see you tomorrow. Peyton Tapioca, over and out.